Welcome to the Community Podcast, brought to you by the Community Paper. Since 1989, the Community Paper has been sharing good news happening in downtown Orlando and College Park. Your hosts for the show are Orlando native and the paper's publisher, Debbie Gunter, and Orlando transplant and managing editor, Tommy Cardinal. Welcome back to the Community Podcast. I'm Debbie Gunter. I'm Tommy Cardinal. We're here with Nick, our producer as well. Hi, Nick. Hello. Okay, it's almost Christmas. Are you guys getting excited? I'm very excited. I, I, we're down to the 10-day countdown on yes, when so we're excited. recording now. I'm pretty excited. I have little, oh, well, relatively speaking, little kids, so they get excited for me now. Well, my kids are grown and they still get excited about Christmas, and I do too. It's my favorite time of year, and I maybe annoy people because I get a little too into it. Oh, do you have any, like, traditions that you go all out on? Or Well, I have this problem with wanting everything to be equal, so I always, I want everyone to have the same number of presents to open, so, like, I obsess over, it's so stupid, but counting and, like, making sure everyone has the same number. Oh, yeah, you don't want to make anyone mad. Or feel left out, you know, or anything. Was it like when your kids were younger? They yeah, were counting and, kept... and, and like you didn't want to make no, I just play favorites. They never said anything. It's just in my head. I was that was important to me. But now that they're older, um, one thing that I started doing is family stockings because my son's married now and the girls have boyfriends. So instead of doing just a stocking for everyone, I do a family stocking. And so I include their pets, their kids, their person. Um, so that's kind of a fun new tradition that we've started now that everybody's all grown up. That's a good idea. Yeah. What about you? What does your family do? Um, well, every Christmas Eve, we do the one present thing, which I think is a pretty common yeah. thing. But uh, we also do a silly string fight. Speaking of stockings, silly string is always in everybody's stocking. I love that. And then right when everybody is done with the stockings, it just erupts. Silly string. Inside or outside? I was going to say. We usually try to take it outside. Usually. Because I'm thinking, does that stay in the furniture? Usually Dylan, my teenager brother, Mm -hmm. he'll start it inside. And then my mom's going to be like, no, no, wait, let's all go outside, take the silly string. And then. That's really fun. Yeah. it's. I don't know how that started, but. It's continued through the years. My That's mom a good one. Gets out some one. family aggression, mm-hmm. but in a non-lethal way. And it's like, it sort of extends. I feel like the best part about Christmas is that sitting down together and opening presents. And this is sort of like an intermission. You do the stockings, mm-hmm. you go wild with the silly string, and then you come back in and That's you do nice. the presents. So it extends it a little longer. That's great. What about you, Nick? Tradition? You know, I was thinking about uh, New Year's, actually, and my grandfather used to do souvlaki. He used to cook souvlaki only once a year, which is uh, pork in this case, and it's on a skewer like a shish kebab. Mm -hmm. And so we would put it in a sandwich, and it would have onions, uh, parsley, cumin, and some tzatziki sauce. Mm -hmm. I remember always looking forward to that. He would do that on New Year's and on Easter. Oh, that's so that's kind of, now I want to bring that back now that I was thinking about it. I haven't thought about you that. You should. In a while. Then yeah. your kids will, you know, yeah. have that. It's funny how much food is such a big part of tradition. And in our family, it's deviled eggs. If mm. it's, if you come to any, you know, Christmas, Easter, any family gathering and you don't have deviled eggs, then no one's going to have a good time. Oh, that sounds good too. Let me just do yeah. that. That's less effort. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. sounds like it. But, <laughs> but no, you really should. It's fun to pass that stuff down. Yeah. Souvlaki. I don't think I've ever had souvlaki. Yeah, it's really just the cooked meat on. It's basically shish kebab. Mm. Yeah, 
It sounds it good. Sounds and very eat, good. Eat it as a sandwich. Uh, we did, but you could eat it like on rice or anything else. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I love this time of year and, you know, kind of looking back and pondering all that happened throughout the year, which every year always surprises me, you know, especially lately. Um, but we, Tommy, you wrote a neat column in this month's paper about the most read stories from the past year in the paper. Yeah, like you were saying, every year it seems to be like a trend, like everybody looks back, and especially around the holidays, like in between Christmas and uh, New Year's, everybody sort of looks back and is like, what happened this year? It's like 2021, like you were saying, it seems like it's been forever. Like it's yeah. been a long year, but um, yeah, it's. I, I want to do like a, a local twist on the year in review story because uh, you see them every year with like, this happened this year, but it's always national and world news. So I wanted to do it with the local angle. So I sort of broke it down into a few different categories. And uh, one of them was my picks for top news from 2021. So uh, let's talk about it. All right. Um, My first one was the Orlando Museum of Art moving downtown. Mm -hmm. I thought that was huge news. So they're not actually just moving, but they're expanding. But it's going to be right in time for their 100-year anniversary. So it's going to be a big celebration, I assume. And they're going to be incorporating into a big new development right downtown next to Lake Eola. So it's a really good location. So it's not going to be a standalone building for the museum. The Mm -hmm. museum's going to take up the second floor of this 33-story building, which is going to be a five-star hotel. And I think there's also office space in there, but it's going to be like a mixed use sort of thing. And from what I understand, the first floor is going to be like a gift shop. You have to walk into the gift shop to get to the museum. Good marketing. But it's going to be the whole second floor is going to be the museum, apparently. And Such the, an interesting concept. I love that. Yeah. it's. I mean, it saves money for the museum. They don't have to build from scratch, which is hard to do in downtown to find a place to build a museum like a sure that's pretty tough but being able to incorporate into an existing building and then uh the orlando museum of art has a new director that started this year and that was one of the first things he decided because there was a lot of talk earlier about the museum moving to lake nona and that sort of fell through and then one of the first things that happened when the new director came on director de groft was he said we're going to expand downtown so it's big news. That is big news. When I first read about the possibility of the Lake Nona expansion, I thought, oh, no, don't yeah. let that happen. I think that the Lake Nona thing was going to be just moving. Oh, yeah, that's, it wasn't that's an expansion. Right. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. So that would have been bad for North Downtown to lose a museum. I think it's a really that existing location that they have is sort of really arts and cultural like, because there's the Science well, the Center. Park, yeah. The right. Lock Haven, Haven area. Park, and yeah. I think just that whole area needs the museum, I think. Mm-hmm. I think the museum's a really good asset for that community. So it should be really cool to see them not only expand, but apparently it's going to be double this, the exhibit space. So they're going to have... Apparently, He was telling me, the director was telling me, that they have a bunch of exhibits and paintings and things that they just don't have the the room to display. Mm-hmm. They put it in warehouses and rotate it. But this is a good way to show more of what they have. So it's super exciting. And there's going to be a, the building is, is not straight up. So there's like a ninth floor 
like, a, like a mezzanine level? Yeah, like or? it's outdoors, but it's on mm-hmm. the ninth floor. So like a deck sort of thing, but it's really big. And they're going to do a Chihuly glass garden there. That's which gonna is be beautiful. One of the Very first cool. of its kind. So yeah. that'll be really cool. Neat. Uh, another favorite story of this year was day in the life of a favorite neighborhood mail carrier which we talked about on the podcast actually yeah i really like this story just because we get to recognize just in the paper we get to recognize people who are doing connecting with the community in ways that we you know we don't necessarily think about on a day-to-day basis Mm -hmm. and uh, uh this gentleman was one of them i loved getting to know about him and it also um kind of had me look at my mailman in a new light too and just make an effort to go out of my way to say hi to him and mm-hmm. you know give him some christmas cookies or whatever because they they really are a big part of our lives if you think about it you yeah. know if you're lucky enough to have the same one yeah i for me i i live downtown on colonial and orange so i don't have that mail carrier and i seem to see different mail carriers all the time so i am a little jealous of having that neighborhood mail carrier that mm-hmm. the north side of downtown dennis yeah he he's popular yeah, because, I mean, when we had that, it was our cover story that month, and when we were giving out the papers, I, I just give them to people I interact with, and it was like, oh, that's my mailman. Oh, that's my mailman. And I was like, that's, that's so cool that you can sort of highlight somebody that everybody recognizes. Yep. So, yeah, and that, that was, was Annabelle's one. goodbye story. I thought it was great. Yes, we miss Annabelle. I'm, I'm sitting right here, you guys. <laughs> we love you too, Nick. Sorry, Nick. <laughs> What were some of your other favorites? Well, the I was sort of going off like the biggest news. And I think one of the biggest stories this year was Creative Village moving forward. Yes. It's a huge project. And they finished phase one and began phase two toward the end of the year. So, well, phase one is finishing up. They're going to be complete early next year. But they're already starting phase two now that those are all sort of on their way and finishing up. So the phase one is going to be complete with the Luminary Green Park, which is still under construction. And the EA office building is done, but the workers haven't moved in yet. And the Modere Creative Village, which is an apartment complex across from the park. Mm-hmm. So that, uh, along with the Julian Union West and every uh, the Dr. Phillips Academic Commons, everything that's in creative village already built that makes up phase one so phase two began i sort of became aware of it at city council when i saw that the creative village development company was buying three parcels and it's all right next to bob car theater in between bob car and the park that they're building Mm -hmm. and they're building a lot right there in that cluster so that's the start of phase two and then i spoke with the developers and learned more but it's going to be all in a very small sort of acreage. I was surprised how much they're fitting there, but they're going to do a 26-story apartment building, a 10-story hotel, and a 12-story office building. All wow. That. Yeah, that so, is a lot. Yeah. So do you know what kind of uh, apartment building? Is it going to be luxury apartments? Or? I think market rate. Okay. Mm-hmm. But they're also building affordable housing where the tennis center is. That's, a, that's part of phase two, but it's a different development company. That's not okay. going to be the Usler Group. It's going to be one of their partners. Okay. So I knew it took years and years, but it feel like it feels like I I just blinked and all of that was there suddenly. I know. And was all ready to go. And now they're talking about phase two, and it's it's pretty remarkable. 
Yeah, they really are building fast. The, yeah, uh, yeah. I can't wait for the park to be open. Yeah. That's that's going to be a good community. I imagine college students sitting out there and reading and everything. Yeah. I think it'll that'll really cuz something about college campuses are hard to replicate. And I think that big green space in the middle of the campus is so like uh recognizable sure. as like a college campus thing. Mm. So I think that'll be really good to have that green space right it's going to be right across from the Dr. Phillips Academic Commons. Yeah, it'll make it feel more like a college mm-hmm. campus area. Even though sure. it'll be a public park. Yeah. But I think that students will obviously take advantage of it. So. Sure. Have you seen the mural, the new mural going up on the side of the EA building? I haven't seen it in person, but I saw the renderings when it was first it's approved. Beautiful. It's, it's really going to be nice. beautiful. Yeah, that's really neat. So yeah, that that's Creative Village and can't wait to see what happens in the next few years. The other big news in downtown specifically is the Eola Master Plan, the Lake Eola Park Master Mm -hmm. Plan. So they are looking to renovate the whole park for, they're saying for the next 50 years, that this is going to be the, what they're looking for in the next 50 years. They're not going to be, to make, to set up Lake Eola Park to be, compatible for the next 50 years so they have this whole future ready master plan and all that and so they want to sort of do the lake eola park with it because it's very important to downtown the crown jewel and yes i love that forward thinking that they've got going on now in the city yeah so they're gonna they've got a big they tasked a consultant firm and everything and they made a big master plan but it's not really just like this is what we're doing and they're going to close the whole park and do it in in a year they're going to be doing it in a in phases yeah Yeah. so I think they from what I heard the biggest need right now is the restrooms need to be remodeled Mm -hmm. they're pretty old so that's uh, probably going to be the first thing they take on don't quote me on that, but it, it seems like that's priority. Okay. And I they're going to, if you look at the list, everything is really would be beneficial and is really mm-hmm. needed. But yeah, I think they, to phase it like that is really smart. And to start with the restrooms is probably a really good idea. Yeah. And they were, they did a lot of community input, obviously, because it's a community asset and something that people said was needed at the park was sort of a grab-and-go food option like sandwiches mm-hmm. or something like that that they don't have. They have sit-down restaurants around the park, but they don't have that easy sit-on-the-park-bench-and-eat-it sort of thing. Right. So they're going to be renovating the restrooms to also be concession stands. Okay. So it sounds weird, but I, it reminded me of where I come from, Siesta Key. I come from Sierra, Sarasota, and at Siesta Key Beach, they have this big pavilion and they have a concession stand with the bathrooms behind it. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of... It's, it reminds it, me of the baseball fields, too, yeah, or the football field, too, and you go to a yeah. game in high school, and that's yep. kind of how it's set up. Yeah, Yeah. so they're going to be doing that as a way to sort of give another option to people. Good. And the bathrooms need work, so that's a big thing. And then they're also... I mean, they're doing a lot. You should read the story if you want to really see everything, but they're also adding a big shade structure to uh, the amphitheater because mm-hmm. they were saying that the the way the sun is, it comes into the performer's eyes. So they're doing a big shade structure to give more shaded space for people that are watching and for the performers there too. Oh, good. But they're, they're not taking away the swan boats, right? 
They are moving the swan boats. <gasps> okay, good. They're not taking them away, though. The swan boats are there. Maybe they'll do, like, renovated swan boats. I, I'm waiting for the swan boat that is also a jet ski. That'd be so cool. So if you could tell them to work on that, that would be great. Have you, Have you ever, ever been to the swan boat races? Was that what you were going to say? No, I was going to ask you all if you'd ever been in a swan boat or a paddle boat. Oh, I yeah. have, yeah. 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 It's, when, it's, it's a lot, a lot on a windy day. It's a lot day. of work. Yeah. It's a lot of work. So I, yeah. I like your jet ski idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or rowboats. That's still a lot of work. That's yeah, still that's upper more. body versus lower body. Yeah. 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 But uh, they're moving the swan boat dock to the side of the park that has the farmer's market now. Okay. So I think that the swan boats would get more activity being over mm-hmm. there, especially on Sundays. I was reading something about some staircase seating or something at, near Publix. Yeah. So what's that about? They were looking at a lot of different designs from different city parks mm-hmm. across the country and whatnot. And one of the things that they saw that they thought would be really beneficial is those the stairways that are too big for people to walk up really, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But but are good for sitting, like they're really big staircases. Okay. So it's like a seating area that doesn't really like, not chairs. Right. So it, it gives a lot of seating for people without having to put a bunch of park benches. So they're going to do that right next to where the Publix is. Is it, are they mm. grass or concrete? They're or? concrete. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they're big concrete steps that, that are good for sitting on. Neat. And none of these are like finalized or anything, but this is like their plans and this is what they're going to try to do for each sort of segment. Okay. So there's no like finalized design plans, but yeah. they have the ideas done. So it should and, be great. And do they have the all the funding for it? Well, they're doing the funding case by case. So yeah. that's one of the reasons why they're doing it in phases. Got it. So the rest, the restrooms will be one set of funding and then the next thing and then the next thing. So... As time goes on, it'll be one project at a time. Well, those are great stories. Those were your top picks. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to find out what our readers liked reading about yeah, the most. Yeah, more importantly. Hey, this is Nick Jorgudiu, writer for The Community Paper. I just want to encourage you, if you have a chance, and if you know of something going on in College Park, downtown Orlando, Ivanhoe, Milk District, Mills 50, Soto, Thornton Park, all the places that the community paper covers, let us know. Whether it's an event or a piece of news, a tip that you think might be worth covering, go to our website, yourcommunitypaper.com, click on contact, and send in your story idea or your event. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks. So before the commercial, we talked about my picks for the biggest news, but my opinion doesn't really matter. So I also looked at what the most read and most searched stories on our website were. Ooh, what everybody wanted to read. Exactly. Like yeah. Uh, the most read story this year was when Rustique suddenly closed. I Wasn't think it that took, crazy? I think it took some people by surprise. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you know, College Park, there, there aren't very many restaurants in College Park. And so when College Park residents find one they love which they really loved rustique mm-hmm. um it you know it was a shock to them when they found out rustique was leaving and so yeah i was i couldn't believe how many people read that that article so um yeah and there was really no warning it kind of happened quickly mm-hmm. that they kind of just closed up you talked to the co-owner i did brian butler and he at the time was he had told me that um 
they it was during COVID, of course, and they were having some staffing issues. They also have locations out and they have um, a Rustique in Ocoee and then they have Feather and Quill in Windermere. And they were opening a new Rustique downtown in Thornton Park. And so Brian was telling me that the the staff in College Park that was still there, um, he was going to be spreading them out between those stores. So, okay. um, you know, I get it. It's a weird time for especially restaurant owners right now mm-hmm. and throughout the pandemic. So um, he did what he needed to do. And um, we wish them well in Thornton Park. But, yeah, they're missed in College Park for sure. Oh, we just got news this week that there's a new restaurant going in there. Yes. We learned a little bit about them, so that'll be in the next I issue. I know. I spoke to the owners last night, actually, on the phone, and they are adorable, so sweet, and they are so excited to be opening their new restaurant um, in the Rustique space. So, yeah, check it out online and find out more. The most searched word on our website was something else I looked up. Was it my name? Yeah, it was Nick Jorgudio. They spelled it right every wow. time. Oh, neat. <laughs> you so famous. <laughs> no, your your name would never be the most searched because no. it'd be spelled differently Correct. every time. Exactly. So no one would be able to find it. <laughs> Nick G. That might be. Nicky but G. the the mo that sounds like a rapper's name. Nikki G. Nick Thank G. you. The most searched word on our website was the word Sonesta. Sonesta. Does anybody know what that means? Hotel company? I yeah. do because I used to work there. You used to work at Sonesta? I did. When I was in college, I did banquets at the Sonesta. I feel like we talked about this on the podcast before. Um, the Sonesta down off of Sand Lake Road, kind of running parallel to iDrive. Hmm. Yep. I, I did banquets. I was a cocktail waitress there. I was a poolside waitress there. Wow. Yeah. It was so for the great. banquets, did you have like your arms were they just were buff, buff I mean from carrying buff. those big, yep. big, big like wow. seventeen yep. eighteen uh, uh, meals at a time. Yep. I had it on lock. Yeah. I was very good at my job. Wow. <laughs> I used to do banquets at a hotel too, up in Tallahassee. You know, it really is a great way when you're in school to or even when you're not in school to make money. I mean they It's they not pay too well. much it's not too much of a time commitment because it's just when the events happen right but yeah the money's there banquets yeah so if if anyone's looking um to earn some extra money right now i know probably most catering companies and hotels are looking for help especially during this season but yeah it's a great way to make money anywho so anyways the sonesta is opening a what they're calling a shared service center right across from lake eula I think that the reason it was the most searched was because the employees wanted to learn more about it or something. Mm. Because, okay. I mean, I it, w- it took me off guard that it was the most searched term on our website. But I, I think it's great because it, it was the first company that took advantage of a program that the city had just unveiled this year called the Strive Incentive Program. So the city is looking to attract new businesses to open in downtown it's a cra thing community redevelopment agency so in those cra boundaries which is pretty much the central business district mm-hmm. they they're looking to attract more companies there but they really want companies that are providing high paying jobs so they have this incentive program where for each job that they each employee that they have at a new location downtown that pays more than sixty-eight thousand, they give a certain amount of money to them each year okay. for the first five years or yeah, something. Yeah, incentivize them to move downtown. It's, yeah. It's, I love it. So yeah. this was the first time that they did the that somebody took advantage of what they call the Strive Incentive Program. Mm. And 
it's three hundred sixty thousand dollars of incentives, and it brings I th- the I talked to the C C something O C O O C E O C something. Sure. I don't know. Someone from There's the C O O C F O C E O. Somebody who knew what was their time, what they were talking about, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he said that they were planning on doing around. They originally planned on eighty, but he was telling me that it was looking more like a hundred. So. Nice. That's great. And they're all more than $68,000. So I think it's great for the downtown community. It's going to be right there by Lake Eola Park. I think they may have actually already opened because this was pretty early in the year. So Sonesta, welcome to Orlando. The uh, Another top search term, which is less surprising than Sonesta, I think, is packing district. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's huge. Huge. So it's going to be... It's sort of centered around the corner of Princeton and OBT, right? Yeah. Yep. So that's where the juice, the replica juice stand is going to be, mm-hmm. which is they're calling their like landmark or entranceway. And that's going to be, they, they don't know who's going to move in there, but it's a really cool structure that they're building. It, it looks just like the old juice stand that they had in the 50s or 40s or whatever. And it's going to be a, a coffee shop or Probably a restaurant like or a cafe yeah. or mm-hmm. I assume something like that. It's really small, so you can't fit something too much, but it's going to be the gateway, and it's going to be right next to a Publix, yes. sort of in the parking lot of the Publix, which was one of our most read articles also, that a Publix, they knew that a grocery store was coming, but a Publix was confirmed this year. Which is so great for College Park, because the Publix that's in College Park now, mm-hmm. it's adorable, it's, you know, one of the old... Art Deco style. Art Deco and on a small piece of property. And they even have special shopping carts inside that Publix that are smaller than a normal shopping cart. I don't know if you knew that. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, it's it's tough sometimes to find a parking spot in there. And um, it can get get super busy and get pretty crowded. So I know that College Park is super excited about that Publix coming to the packing district. Yeah, I guess it'll sort of split the customer base. But there's also a lot of people on the other side of College Park that are... Looking for a public. So. And for all the new people moving there um, oh, yeah, in the apartments and the townhomes. Yes, there is housing too. There's going to be the... So the cannery already opened. Right. Cannery is a market rate apartment mm-hmm. that is that actually borders that Publix we were just talking about. And they're also opening uh, condos or building condos. Yeah. I guess, or townhomes, right? Aren't they townhomes? Townhomes. Bricks. All I know is you own them. You don't rent yeah, them. Yeah, they're, so. they're t- luxury townhomes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be right on the borders of the park that they're building mm-hmm. on a lake. So it'll be nice. Yeah. They're being built by the Toll Brothers Company, and they're calling it the Bricks Condos. Yes. B-R-I-X. Mm-hmm. Oh, we did that in unison. Cool. So it's in stereo in people's ears. Yeah. So you can... I mean, you can learn more about the cannery or the bricks or whatever you want to learn about the packing district by searching it. But I also did a sort of rundown of everything we know. I'm really proud of the headline. I called it Unpacking the Packing District. Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Put that on my tombstone. I'm really proud of it. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Excited about a lot of the stuff that's going in there, like the dog park, Mm -hmm. which will be in there. Everything that Four Roots is doing in there. Uh, The farmer's market is already open. 
Yeah, uh, tell it, you wrote about Saturday. the farmer's yeah. market. Tell us more about it. Yeah, so it's not in its permanent location, but they wanted to get it open now just because it is a little bit of a food desert on that side of mm-hmm. OBT. And it's, uh, from what I understand, a really great, one of many really great farmer's markets that we have in the area. And it's mm-hmm. going to be even better when it gets into its new home and everything gets finished over there. And it's on Saturdays. Yep. And it's sort of spearheaded by the Four Roots, right? Yeah. So Four Roots is planning, uh, among other things, an urban farm over there, Mm -hmm. a learning center, and all these other things that are going in there. So that's going to be a big part of the packing district as well. Yeah. There's going to be a food hall, a brewery, the Four Roots Farm. The YMCA. The YMCA. With a splash pad. The City Tennis Center is also moving Yes. Over there. So that'll be so great. That'll be a good thing. The old tennis center is going to be turned into the affordable housing that we were talking about earlier. So they're just moving it over here. And they're going to have clay courts, which I'm very excited about. Really? Mm -hmm. I'm a big tennis fan. I did not. I like to play tennis, and there's something about clay. I learned how to play tennis on those downtown courts. Oh, yeah? Yep. Yep. That's fun. Those will get a lot of use over there. Mm -hmm. It's exciting. So to learn everything about the Packing District, search the best headline of all time, Unpacking the Packing District, and it'll show up. <laughs> Another big story from this year was the news from the Zebra Coalition. Yeah, they acquired a hotel building, an old hotel building that's a couple, over... Yeah, a couple buildings from yeah. the Davis Park Motel, which, yeah. is that, which is that abandoned hotel on the corner of... Magnolia and Colonial. It's in one of my in front of one of my favorite places with which is Favo or Favo, depending mm-hmm. on how you pronounce it, Faith Arts Village Orlando, which they took these old they repurposed this old building, this old hotel building, and turned the hotel rooms into artist studios. Yeah, and they open that. on the first Friday and they actually expanded it to the first Friday and Saturday now. Of the month, yeah. They do yeah. an open house, but you can also contact the artists that are there to go see their work and stuff like that. It's a very cool um format where the artists sort of are resident artists and they can go in but that's only a couple of the buildings of the davis davis park motel yep so one of the other buildings is going to be converted to transitory transitive youth housing yeah so the kids the zebra coalition works with zebra coalition does a lot of great work with the lgbtq community um including helping kids who are going through some sort of transition uh, themselves, they do a parent group, uh, which I took part of as well, parent support oh, that's group. Neat. And uh, one of the things they do is, uh, especially working with kids, I believe eighteen or twenty and under. Mm-hmm. So really, kids who at the are at the most at risk or can be at the most at risk when they're going through some sort of transition in their lives, um, especially if their families don't support them. From what I understand about this, uh, the hotel, it's going to be converted back into livable space. And they'll be able to stay there while they're trying to figure out a housing situation for these kids. That's mm-hmm. great. Yeah. And this was approved by the city as a temporary use permit earlier. I think it was around March or April. So, so I haven't, I live right over there and I haven't seen much activity there. So we'll definitely do an update on how that's coming or whether yeah. it's still happening. But, but I think it would be a great use of that hotel. Does the city own the hotel now or do you the, know who owns the hotel? The Church next door owns the hotel. Okay, okay. I think it's Park Lake Presbyterian. Gotcha. Yeah, and that's who owns Favo as well, so mm-hmm. that's why it's Faith Arts Village, mm-hmm. Orlando. Okay. Yeah, so they're doing some really good work there. That's neat. Yeah. Well, it's been a good year. Yeah, there's been a lot of news. I, l- I like to focus on the positive. It's been a 
crummy year in a lot of reasons mm-hmm. for a lot of reasons, but there have been a lot of good things that have happened this year. Yeah. In Orlando. Look at it. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So to uh, see a more detailed breakdown of the top news, you can go to the Cardinal observation section this month. And we also did most liked Instagram posts and most shared on Facebook and that was a fun article. Yeah. Nice. Thank you all for listening the first year of our podcast. That's another thing that changed this year. Yes, it's been so fun. We started out with like two listeners and now we have hundreds and hopefully next year it will be even more. We're so yeah. grateful for you guys for tuning in. Thank you. Hope you have a safe and happy holiday season. Lots of joy. Talk yeah. to you next year. Yeah, 2022. 2022. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Thank you for listening to the Community Podcast. Did you like what you heard? Subscribe wherever you get your podcast, and tell your friends and family to do the same. Stay up to date on the latest news from the Community Paper by visiting yourcommunitypaper.com and follow them on social media. The show is produced by Nick Jorgudio. Learn more about starting your own podcast by visiting orlandopodcasting.com. And it's built by the Toll House Company, and they're calling it the Bricks Condos, B-R-I-X. What did I do? It's built by, it's not built by Toll House Cookies. It's Toll built House. by Toll Brothers. I put Toll House. That's cookies? <laughs> yes. <laughs> nice. Nice. So they're like so they're like gingerbread houses. Yep, that's what they are. For the holidays, they will be uh, dressed up like gingerbread houses. Yeah, and then uh, everybody the Keebler eats elves them. will come over <laughs> and uh, help build them. And you said that so like I was I was confident. Yeah. I was I confident. was not gonna argue. I was like Toll House. I yeah, mean, sure. Kind of sounds like a. All right. So start over. So at who's who Toll does Brothers. what does Toll House make? They make the Keebler elf cookies. cookies. That's the Toll House cookies. Oh. They make the. All kinds of cookies, chocolate chips. They should have those in the in the lobby. Well, there is no lobby. It's anyways. Okay.